This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Friday, December 28th. And the new year will start very soon, four days. We only have one trading day left of the year for us investors. And it's a full day, not a half day like the, like Christmas Eve, but a full day uh, on, the, on December 31st, on New Year's Eve. And then we'll be moving into 2019. I'll be happy to see the backside of 2018. I'll be happy to see it in the past. Been a pretty... Uh, volatile, tough year. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. Our daily objective here objective is to make you an above-average investor, and to help you achieve that goal, I always promise to give you unbiased opinions and insights as best I can. And along the way, I welcome your investment questions, because you drive the show. What, what, what do you want to talk about? As long as it's financial, I want to talk about it with you. 888-99-CHART is our number. You can call it anytime you want. 888-992-4278. And, you know, I, I will be going, I'm returning to San Jose in January. I will be up there to take, uh, to talk to individual investors and their clients and potential clients or anybody who wants to talk about their portfolio. And the date will be January 23rd. January 23rd in San Jose. And you can register at investtalk.com. That's investtalk with two T's, no space, investtalk.com. Okay. Now, yesterday the market ended, uh, ended, uh, was it up yesterday? Yeah, it did end up yesterday, didn't it? Uh, the biggest one day move was the day before. Then, it, then yesterday it was down in the morning, then recovered in the afternoon and ended up up. Today we had more of a mixed market with the Dow down 76 points, the, the NASDAQ up 5, and the S&P down 3. So it was mixed to down today. So, you know, that's what we've been. This is a very volatile week, one of the most volatile weeks ever. And by the way, the worst December since 1931. The worst December, because December is usually an up month, historically. But this has been the worst December since 1931. That, of course, is during the Great Depression. So, okay. So, what do we see on the horizon? That's really what everybody wants to know, right? Well, here's a pop quiz. Globally speaking, which country gets the medal for the worst market of this year? For 2018, what country was the worst market, stock market year? Which country had that? Do you have any idea? It's China. China. They lost $2.4 trillion in value in their stock market today, this, year, this year. Trillion with a T. That's a pretty big move. Did you see what's going on with Tesla? They got two new independent members on their board. Because the SEC is pushing them hard to do so, right? Uh, and one of them was a uh, was um, Larry Ellison, and I think you all know who Larry Ellison, founder of Oracle, who has the same kind of mi- mindset as as uh, as uh, Tesla's founder. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to blank for him. Ellison has three million shares. Yeah, Musk. That's right. 
Uh, Ellison had 3 million Tesla shares. Uh, putting Larry Ellison and Elon Musk together might be uh, problematic. Both have both have uh, very strong opinions about things. So that's going to be interesting. You might get some fireworks in 2019 from those guys. The other guy, the other guy is a VP from Walgreens. Okay, uh, so that's interesting. Very interesting. According to a New York Times report, Facebook is attempting to tackle the misinformation and hate speech. Listen to this carefully. Remember, they, they have a platform and that that enabled a lot, and especially in this most recent election, that enabled a lot of hate speech and uncooperated and untruthful things. And they're trying to do something about it, but it kind of... That kind of smacks of 1984 for some reason. You know, the book 1984. Okay, everybody, they have a massive, complex, secret document of moderator rules. Massive, complex, and secret document called moderator rules. Reportedly, it is packed with spreadsheets and PowerPoint slides, and it gets updated regularly regularly for its global content moderators. The report says that the rules demonstrate that the social network is a far more powerful referee and judge of global speech than has been publicly recognized or acknowledged by the company. So the Times discovered a range of gaps, biases, and outright errors, including instances where Facebook allowed extremism to spread in some countries while censoring mainstream speech in others. Does this not sound like Big Brother watching over us? And Big Brother just have, doesn't have, is not, it's just not the government. It's Big Brother company, Facebook. Uh, yeah, Facebook's got some problems. So there's a lot of market news, as there is almost every day. And I like reading it. I find it interesting. So I I do think it's really good to highlight those things that are important. And I do that in my premium KPP premium newsletter every week. Every Friday, we talk about what's important that's happening in the week. And, of course, I distribute that every morning on Friday morning. Uh, and it went out this morning, as it always does. And maybe we'll go over some of the parts of it later on the day, later on the show here. But first, before we do anything else, why don't we go ahead and grab a uh, question from our Anytime Listener Line, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. Garrett from Missouri. I wondering if you think it's a good idea to short the student loan debt and if there was a good instrument to do that. Thanks. Um... Okay, short the student loan debt problem. You know, if there is an instrument out there that does that, I don't know what it is um, because it's not something I would consider doing. Um, I probably would not even think about doing that because a lot of those student debts are backed up by the government. So I just don't think it's something, I don't think it's something that you can make money at. So I'm going to say no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it. Um, but then again, I haven't looked into it either. <laughs> but off the top of my head, it just doesn't feel like something that's something you should concern yourself with as an investor. Okay, 888-9-CHART, 888-992-4278. So what's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? 
Our main talking about today is going to be talk about trade war has brought an unexpected bonus, more trade. Because West Coast ports here, West Coast, are busy as retailers push to beat tariffs, buying things. But that's going to be a temporary thing. Concerns are that maybe uh, after this big rush ends, then we're going to have a big void there. We're going to talk about that. Some of the other topics I have scheduled for today. How about uh, the bear trap? Why I think that this big move up might be a bear trap. The big thousand point move day. Well, how many, how many, that was about 5%. How many 5% moves or more have we had in the, in the last, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years? And what did they what was what 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 did what did they signal? We know the one in nineteen eighty seven was a twenty percent drop in one day, and that signaled the bottom of the market and then went straight up. Does these signal that too? Does this move that we had this last? We're going to talk about that. Earnings reports are coming out in January, and that will probably be the test of the market, right? So maybe we should look at that. I want to talk about that. And what to buy and not to buy right after Christmas. Those post-Christmas sales. What to buy and what not to buy. Something a little lighter, not so heavy. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And I want to thank the many Invest Talk listeners who joined me and Justin last night. Well, I really wasn't on because uh, we had technical difficulty with two of us on, where we saw saw right at the beginning where there was a breakup. So I let Justin Justin uh, take over and put put on the webinar. But I ho- I, le- I sat there and listened to it, and put in uh, wrote some notes what Justin talked about. That's about it. So we, we covered a range of topics. I hope you got something out of it. Um, anyways, we also took what I think might be a recorded number, record number of questions live. I thought it was really well done. I thought we had a lot of questions Justin was asking. So I like that part. Now, if you, wish, if you missed the webinar, I expect that you will want to be online with us for the next one. We'll announce a date. It's coming up in 2019, as soon as we get the date. Well, we're headed into a quick one-minute break, and of course, I'm taking your questions now at 888-99-CHART. The clock is ticking, and New Year's is only four days away. 2018 is in the rearview mirror, but are you prepared for 2019? This might be a good time to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be or could be. You can get a head start and learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. As I do every Friday, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed this morning. And of course, it's full of information, information I think and insight that will help you. Um, in the market conditions sections, I explain, you know, what happened in the mar- this market this week. And I try to talk about that big move up, big move down, big move up. I mean, we had a pretty darn volatile week. And also about the lack of economic numbers. Right? It was a wild week. So, talked about that at length, about the movements up and down, 1,000 points down, up, 500 points down, you know. But why? 
What causes those things? And, of course, you know, we had some economic news. Some. Um, so, are we on a... I, I even mentioned on the, in the newsletter, are we on a cusp of a bear market? I think we are. Uh, in some ways, I think it is a bear market, stealth bear market. And I think that, you know, you as an investor, most investors out there has probably lost a lot of money in their portfolios. That would be my suspicion. Why do I say that? Well, because I know there's a ton of people got into indexing. Okay, we know that. And so that hurts. And we also know that a lot of people overweighted in those FANG stocks. And they went down more than 20%, some 30 35%. So I, I suspect that there was a lot of pain out there. And the stock ideas, I focused, focused on, I, most of the time I focus on value stocks. In the stock ideas, there's only two. I offer two up every every um, every week one of them this week is a firm that manufactures shampoos shower gels deodorants home health home care products and they do it in 200 countries it's an american company that get about 70 percent of their business outside the united states and both the companies had pretty decent sell-offs so it might be time to consider them in the consumer watch section, I talk about organic foods versus normal agricultural products. Which, and, and I just what I did is I went and looked at the reports and looked at reports on the various studies to see the benefits of organic foods over regular foods. Are there any beneficial difference? It's interesting um, because uh, um, there wasn't any according to the reports. Uh, uh, benefit benefits from organic versus non-organic, but it did say organic provided uh, um, more antioxidants in the fruits and vegetables that were grown organically. I thought that was interesting. That was the newsletter this week. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'll be returning to San Jose again. I'll be there. Free portfolio reviews. That date will be on January 23rd. Space is open right now. I only have one person took one spot. So they do go fairly fast. So if you want to meet with me, it's a good time to get that done. Okay? Um, you can register at investtalk.com. That's where you go. Investtalk.com. And now I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. Have you visited investtalkacademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. And you can learn more at investtalkacademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. Hi, Justin. Great show. Listen to it by podcast every day. Thank you. This is Bruce from New York. I would like to make an investment in the liquefied natural gas industry and have been looking at Chenier Energy, symbol LNG. The current PE makes it look expensive. Future PE looks more in line. Its current operating metrics also look pretty bad uh, since the terminals just started operating. I was wondering what you thought of the LNG industry and specifically Chenier Energy, and if you do like Chenier, symbol LNG, what would be a good acquisition price? Thanks very much. Bye. 
Okay, Chenier Energy Company it operates the Sabine Pass LNG receiving terminal through its 49% interest in Chenier Energy Partners CQP. So you might want to take a look at CQP, which is Chenier Energy Partners as well. Um, sales growth has been very strong. It's been falling off here the last four quarters. So for instance, four quarters ago, the sales growth was 200%. Now it's, then it went to 85, then 24, and now 30%. Um, and it is, you know, so you really look at this and look at natural gas and the demand from natural gas. And obviously, you know, Europe has fallen into or looks like they might fall into a recession. And that puts less demand from that source. China is slowing down. I don't know how much. Yeah, I like to see... When you look at these kinds of things, you want to look at the contracts. Who, who's buying their energy? This Remember, it's LNG, liquefied natural gas. And liquefied natural gas is usually transported somewhere else overseas. And Europe needs the liquefied natural gas because right now they're so de uh, dependent on Russian oil and gas. So... It's it's probably I I do like the industry. They were making money three years ago. Now they're making a two dollars and ninety six cents next year. It's the estimate. It's a fifty seven dollar stock. I think long term, of course, it's going to be successful. There's no dividend, you know, so we not that's not really what you're looking for. You're still looking for that growth for it to continue to grow. I'm not really keen on it because there's so much natural gas out there we are we are just flooded with it and i just don't know if the how, the pricing you know, i don't know if low prices help shanine energy because remember what they're doing is they uh they're operating a the lng receiving terminal they're not really producing the gas so i, I don't know enough about it I, and i can't read enough about it here to really give a good solid opinion i'm sorry about that i, I apologize Let's get to our main talking point. Talker Trade has brought an unexpected bonus here. More trade. Well, the the problem is is that people are bringing you know forward forward the trade that they would normally happen later. So it's going to because they bring it forward because they want to avoid the tariffs. So it looks like we're having a lot more trade when in actuality that may not be the case. And what does that do? That distorts the natural ebb and flow supply-demand equation. So we don't know. Yeah, looks good now. Looks great because, you know, we're trying to avoid those tariffs. But once those tariffs come in, does that mean it's going to fall off dramatically? And is that going to, it might help GDP now. It's going to hurt GDP later. So I, I don't like it that it distorts that way. Yeah, you know, it's going to distort, distort the natural flow trade. So I don't think you can say that it has increased or decreased overall trade. And of course, you know those tariffs are going to slow down trade with the tariffs with China. What I find interesting about all the tariffs that we were talking about is in the news and how that's going to hurt. Well, quietly, uh, the Trump trade war has been many places resolved. There's exceptions for the tariffs in some places. There's, you know, with our with our uh, close trading partners. There's delays. I mean, even delay the Chinese for three more months. 
So it's all about negotiating better deals for Trump. That's what his whole effort is about. He wants to negotiate better deals, and he thinks he can do it. And he doesn't want to negotiate bad deals, and he thinks we're getting a bad deal from China. A very bad deal. And we probably are, and we have been for years. And we just accepted it. I, I, I'm, I, you know, for me as an investor, to trade tariffs is not necessarily a good idea. I like free trade. I want, for, I want fair trade as an individual. We need fair trade even for our economy. And it's going to, might take some pain to get there. That's what I think we're looking at. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, how many of you out there have negotiated things? Of course it's tough. It's uncomfortable. No one likes it. You know, uh, I was talking to someone today in my family about negotiations. And, no, I don't like negotiations. It's hard. What a, yeah, I don't don't like that wimpy attitude. Yeah, it's hard. But, you know, if you don't, you you don't want to be taken advantage of. That's all. And so you need to negotiate. And I think that's what we're seeing. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasen. I believe that every investor should determine their individual risk tolerance. And of course, as a first step in building a profitable investment strategy, you need to know how much risk you want to take. And you can calibrate it. You go to you know, the risk tolerance that you want. You can do it for free. We have an online free tool called uh, at investtalk.com. We call it Riskalyze. It's a questionnaire. It's a short questionnaire. It takes you a few minutes answer it and give you a score and then I get in touch with you about your score the time is now and if you act now the benefit to your financial future could be measurably significant this is your chance to sharpen your investing skills through a valuable online classroom learning opportunity invest talk academy Enrollment in InvestTalk Academy will introduce you to a weekly series of live investing classes conducted by KPP Financial Principals and InvestTalk hosts, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. You'll profit from a critical degree of focused mentoring led by Steve and Justin. Hear their full analysis of the market. Follow along with charts and data points. Understand technical and fundamental analysis. Develop the mindset to become a successful investor. InvestTalk Academy offers an unprecedented value for serious investors. Register now at InvestTalkAcademy.com. This is InvestTalk, and we're glad you're with us today for one hour of financial news and perspective. And your decision-making process can benefit from this practical and unbiased advice, especially if you consult with Steve or Justin. Step up now with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin. This is Jamal. I'm a student at Princeton. Love the podcast and really appreciate all the education you provide for us. My question is, what happens to the price of a bond I own when interest rates are on a downward trajectory, but so is demand? For instance, if I bought a bond in 2008 with a relatively high yield, then the recession hits and demand for bonds plummets as investors flee equities. Does the value of my bond go up because the yield is higher relative to bonds in the current market as the Fed has lowered rates? Or does the, uh, the value of my bond go down because demand for bonds in general has decreased? And if 2008 is really more of a historical anomaly, how about if you bought bonds shortly before a more typical cyclical downturn? Thanks so much. Happy holidays. 
Okay, that's a pretty uh, complicated question. But if we want to simplify it, what you said is true. Generally, generally, if interest rates go down, the value of your bond will go up. Uh, doesn't matter what kind of bond it is, all bonds will generally go up if interest rates go down. What are the exceptions? Well, the exceptions are maybe may in the junk area, the junk bond area, where the underlying company, if it's a corporate bond, is so is so weak, may not may not be able to pay you back when the bond matures. That bond value will still go down. So, but in general, interest rates going uh, down, bond values go up, and when interest rates go up, bond values go down. But all bonds mature at par and whatever that par was issued at. So if par is 10,000, it will mature at 10,000. Par is 1,000 and mature at 1,000. And then the value of the bond during the length of the, the bond period, the, the, the uh, 1, 2, 5, 10, 12 years, however long the bond is, during that period, it will go up and down in value based on interest rates, generally. Okay, so, and um, so in, in, a, in a recession, let's say we started to move into recession like we did in 2008. The Federal Reserve would lower rates to try to keep us uh, out of a deep recession. They will lower rates, lower rates. And then when they lower rates, the bonds you have in your portfolio will go up in value. The asset value in a bond fund and a bond ETF will go up in value. Currently, the Fed is raising rates because our economy is pretty strong and they want to slow it down. I'm assuming. Um, when they raise rates, the value of a bond goes down. But remember, all bonds mature at par. They'll go back to the value that they started with at some point, at the par, at maturity date. Okay? Bonds can get complex, so there's so many different kinds. You've got you know, investment grade, junk, municipal, treasuries. There's so many aspects to them. They, they are more complex in many ways than stocks. Okay. 888-99-CHART. Are we in a bear trap? Why do, why do we think it might be? Why do I think it might be? Remember, we had a 5% one-day move. How many 5% or greater one-day moves have there been? Well, this particular 5% one-day move here we had this week was 18th as far as uh, uh, size. The largest since 1970 was 11.6% up, and that was October 13, 2008. 2008. Do you remember when the recession ended? March of 2009. But it had a huge up day, 11.6% on October 13, 2008, five months before the market actually bottomed and started up. There have been 20 days with 5% or more in a single day. And the majority of those, and the majority of those, signaled a bear market. So 20 of them, 20 days since 1970 have been up 5% or more, and the majority of them signaled a bear market. Not a bull market, not a turnaround. But there were exceptions. The biggest one, 1987, 20% down in one day. That signaled uh, the bottom of the market and marched straight up from there. 
Interesting, huh? So that's why this could be a bear trap. I can't. We can't say for sure. And I, and one of the things is the economy is so strong. It's hard to say that. Yeah, this looks uh, like it could be, you know, just a continuation of the down market. We'll have a better sense with the earnings reports coming out in January of how strong the earnings were for the last quarter. And you do remember retail sales were up like 6% in the best retail sales report. And what was it up? How much was it up? The best retail sales report in six years. Yeah, they were up. It uh, looks like U.S. retail sales up, up 5.1% for the Christmas season. And that was the best in six years. So maybe earnings are not, you know, with the full employment we have, maybe. Uh, see, it's hard to know if it's a bear trap or not. But statistically, uh, generally speaking, one day moves up doesn't signal uh, return to a bull market. Does not. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live at the four o'clock hour Pacific time every day, Monday through Friday. And, of course, it's always available 24 hours a day, seven days a week via our archived podcast at investtalk.com. So you can listen to anytime you want. And I hope you'll tell your friends and family, get everybody aboard. We'd love to have more and more audience. You know, who wouldn't? And please let them, you know, please let them know they can listen anytime with our podcast links. Okay. Remember, that's at investtalk.com. And now the lines are open. We're taking your financial investing questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where their commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. 2018 is almost over. And if you're unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, Now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, for individualized guidance. Start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Dana Point, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Jay from Santa Rosa, California, and I have a question for you about Novavax and Target and what your opinions on them are. Novavax is N-V-A-X. Um, it's gone up quite a bit recently, but it's very a very cheap stock. I know they haven't made any money yet. They're in trial stages, but I just wanted your opinion at it, on it. And then on Target, if you have time as well, symbol TGT. They've gone down with the market, but I'm interested in buying. Thanks, guys. I'll listen for your answer. Have a good holiday. Bye. Okay, for Novavac, we don't buy stocks that don't make money. That's the rule. We don't buy stocks that don't make money. And since they don't make money, you don't buy it. Simple as that. Target Corporation, very different story. This is a massive $33.9 billion company. And I'm sure probably most people have shopped at a Target. They have 1,822 stores. Um, they're making money. They've always made money. They're going to make more money. They're going to make 15% more this year, 2000. When I say this year, it'll be their 2019 fiscal year. They're going to be 15% higher, $5.39. And then next year, $5.61. And it's a $64 stock. 
$64.96, almost $65 stock. Their growing sales, you know, in most recent quarters, 7, 6, 7%. Uh, Long term, it's more like the mid three to five, seven, three, maybe 5% on average. The stock has fallen from about 88 went all the way down to about 61 and it's now 64.96 with the last few days is it inexpensive going forward the pe is probably around 12 12 five year average is 10 to 20 it shouldn't it should be trading around 12 i'm thinking that's the proper value long term proper value of the stock return on equity is 23% which is very good um, their management owns one percent. This is a good company. Uh, there's a very good, strong, well-run retailer. Target is. So I, I have I have no problems you buying it here. I just don't think that it has. It's I don't think it was worth eighty-eight dollars. I think it got ahead of itself. I think it's more worth about seventy, maybe seventy-five. So there's not a lot of upside potential. It pays a 3.9% dividend, though, and that's very attractive. Okay? TGT is target symbol, by the way. Shabir in San Jose. How you doing, Shabir? Hi, Steve. Uh, thanks for your show. Um, it's really appreciating uh, what you uh, share with us. Uh, I have a question about, you mentioned that, um, that, 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 that this is a beer trap. Um, the uh, recent rally that happened is kind of a bear uh-huh. trap. Uh, can you elaborate that a little bit more in detail? Um, you know, uh, why uh, do you think that way? Okay, a bear trap, everybody, is just like there's a bull trap as well. Bear trap is where you think that the market has recovered and then you can buy into it because it's starting to move up again. And so, you know, the market's gone down, down, down. You're in a bear market. And we're just barely in a bear market, right? So that's why I think it's a possibility, Shabir. I don't, you know, I, there's no crystal ball. No one knows for sure, okay? And I don't know for sure. But we've had a pretty pretty strong fall in market, which would lead us to believe that I mean, at some point it's going to stop falling, okay? And so what happens is you get a nice one-day run-up or a few days run-up, and the bear trap, the trap is you think it's, turned around and it's going to be a bull market when it all it does all it is doing is bouncing from an oversold position too many people were selling and everybody's thinking okay now i can buy those stocks always wanted to buy but not enough people are convinced that it has really really bottomed there was not a lot of fear when that market was falling there was because of that lack of fear and we talked about the vix volatility index and i mentioned that it didn't spike very much it is high but you know in 2008 it spiked to 90 and only got as high as about 35 that's not a lot of fear so that's a possibility why it might be a bear trap and for the last 20 markets that market days that rose five percent in one day most of them most of them were uh were, were bear traps they continued on down after they moved up that much. Not all of them, but most of them were. Now, what makes this one a little bit different than other past experiences? Well, we're in a pretty strong economy. Okay? Uh, therefore, maybe maybe it's not a bear trap. But I'm, I'm, 
You know, we got a Europe that's suffering. We got uh, the trade war with China. Two big things still hanging over our head. And our economy is definitely slowing. And the Federal Reserve says they're going to still raise rates, which, by the way, I don't think they're going to, by the way. Maybe, maybe one more time. They say they're going to do two times next year. I can see none. I can see them doing none. But that's why I think it might be a bear trap because there's a lot of other problems. Now, and I just said earnings season's coming up, and that might give us a clue as how strong the earnings are. And because the stock market itself is now trading at fair market value, about 15 PE, and that's the long-term average for the market. So it's not overvalued. It's not undervalued. It's fairly valued. Can't give it to much more than that, Shabir. Hopefully, yeah, we'll see. Manu in Fremont. How you doing, Manu? Uh, Steve, thanks for taking my call. I think uh, it's a bear trap. The reason is uh, a fund manager called on that day. Uh, President Trump called a fund manager and he gave the statement that we are buying. And within a few minutes, the market picked up and short covering started. Uh, you know what went up on that day? 10 or 11 percent, the mostly shorted stocks and most expensive. That caused the short covering. I think it was David Tapper who gave the call on CNBC, oh, we are buying. Uh, the market was yeah, going well, down and suddenly it jumped up 1,000 points. And I don't know if it is right for Mr. Trump to take advice from hedge fund managers, and uh, that's why he's quiet. Well, that you very well could be. It could be a man. It could be a bear trap. I'm not. You didn't hear me say it wasn't. I'm. I'm kind of leaning on the that the it is. So, but I do think we're going to get a rally, a relief rally in January to some degree. But I don't think it's one that you should, you know, get all excited about going moving back to the bull side of the the market. I just don't. Manu, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Always has a good opinion. So. Everybody, what are you doing? Earnings for January is coming up. Our earnings season is coming out. And I just told you the S&P is at fair value. So, technically speaking, if you're looking at chart, if you're one of the technicians that study charts, okay, those techie guys say that the market, if it holds 2400 and just so you know, it's, you know, 2485 right now. If it holds 2400 that is the signal that that we will the bull market will continue. Now, from a tech point of view, technology, a technician point of view, reading charts. Well, they say that that's where the market will start attracting more and more buyers. What that means is what they're saying is that's support. That's support. Yeah, we'll see who's right. Won't we? This is Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Our program, we are heading into the last 10 minutes, everybody. You can get in. You can call. Want to hear from you. The number is 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and Steve Peasley is returning to San Jose to meet with Invest Talk listeners that understand the value of receiving a free portfolio review from Steve. Mark your calendar, Wednesday, January 23rd, 
If you live anywhere in Northern California, you should reserve your space for a no-cost portfolio review consultation. Register now at investtalk.com. You've got finance and investment questions. Steve is here and you can get his unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, everybody. We're going to talk to Joe in Castro Valley. How are you doing, Joe? Hey, pretty good, Steve. Hey, I want to ask you about uh, Alibaba. What do you think about it over the course of the medium term, maybe the next two, three, four, or five years? And how do you... How does it compare and contrast with Amazon when Amazon started doing? You no, know, when it when Amazon first started, they didn't they didn't do the things they're doing they're doing now. But uh, but Alibaba is doing stuff similar to what Amazon's doing. How do you compare and contrast those two at the same stage of their uh, when they started to conduct the business like they're doing now? Well, frankly, Alibaba was ahead of it was ahead of Amazon at this stage. They're making money. And have been making money for years. Amazon took quite a bit of time to, to make money. They were still building. They took long, longer. So I think Alibaba is a little bit ahead. And Alibaba, everybody, symbol B-A-B-A, provides global online and mobile retail marketplaces via Tabio.com and Tmall.com and other sites. It's out of Hong Kong. So it's a Chinese Amazon. It's all as simple as that. That's what it is. Now their you know uh, their stock is one hundred thirty nine dollars. They're making six six dollars and seventy three cents. So is that cheap or expensive? I think that's fairly inexpensive, inexpensive for the the growth rate that they have because they're still you know Amazon is growing about thirty to forty percent, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, and Alibaba is growing between fifty and sixty percent. So if you just compare the numbers, a lot uh, larger market to cater to as well, don't you think? They kind of do. The Asian market is pretty darn large, so I think they've got pretty good prospects. Earnings are growing, sales are growing very fast, and you're looking at a PE ratio of what around twenty five or so, twenty six. Uh. Uh-uh. That seems very reasonable for this kind of growth. And if you're a technician and you look at a chart, right at $119, uh, $130, 130, $130, $135, it's double bottomed in that area. And now it's $139. This would be, you know, this would tell you it's a buy, Joe. So if you can grit your teeth and just buy it. Remember, the Chinese market is the worst market in the world this last year. Right? So, so, what if it's not? What if it's going to be the best next year than five years from now? This, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'd be, <laughs> I think you buy it. I think you do. Yeah, there's issues, you know, trade war issues and things. Yeah, but I still think you buy it, Joe. B-A-B-A, everybody. B-J in Fremont. How you doing, B-J? Uh, thanks for taking my call and happy holidays, Steve. You too. Uh, thank you very my much. Question is- yeah, thank you. Uh, it, my question is related to the earnings in the coming quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the street yes. uh, expecting in the first uh, financial quarter of uh, coming years? And does that take into account the tax uh, benefit compared to last year when the uh, corporation enjoyed that? 
Okay, well, for 2018, the earnings have been about 20% higher than the year before. 2019, the estimate is for about a 5% gain in earnings. So you can see growth of 20% in 18 and only 5% in 19, and that's you know that's one of the reasons why the stock market's acting poorly because. You know, the experts, quote unquote, by the way, BJ, you know what I think about experts are always wrong, but the experts are calling for a much less earnings growth, but still growth, mind you, in 2019. But the comparisons are going to be very difficult because it had such a strong year, strong year in 2018. So the comparison is going to be very, very difficult. Um, and that's why the market's just having fits. Well, one of the reasons. There's other reasons too. But you know, then you add that on the the Fed raising rates, and it just the market just doesn't like it. BJ, thanks for the call. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. I want you to have a nice weekend, everybody. And please let me take this opportunity to thank you for listening. And all of 2018, you guys have been great for me, uh, listening and answering, asking questions. I do really appreciate. It. We'll be here. I want you to have a happy new year in 2019. It's coming up, and have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains a right. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call one 800 557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.